Good morning, everyone, and w- welcome to the water waterlogged inside outside, guys. It is wet outside. The weather outside is frightful. <laughs> we are going to get uh, soaked for a while now, aren't we, buddy? Yeah, so they say. You know what? You and I have been saying for weeks, it ain't if, it's when. Yeah, right. And I was telling someone yesterday, we are just getting the uh, late spring showers. Mother Nature has her way. We got nothing to do with it. Right, right. So a ton of water. uh, Did you walk down the basement and check your sump this morning? That's going to be part of our big topic today is making sure that people keep the water away um, from their houses, from their foundations, from their basements. Because it's something we're going to be dealing with for at least the next week, right? Yeah, and uh, should let people know, the basement of the Fisher Building, uh, the Golden Tower of the Fisher, our, our world headquarters, flooded. And apparently had an effect on some power uh, generation. And long story short, we are not able to take calls today. Nope. But we can take emails. So people are all going, ooh, yeah. And we can take texts. Exactly. Yes. And we can. We have a lot of emails that we can go over. Oh, heck. We're going to have um, Gary Muling from Michigan Remodelers come on in about a half an hour. People have heard Gary on the inside, outside guys for the last 10 years. Uh, but now Gary has left the old position he was in and started a new company, Michigan Remodelers, a couple of years ago. And we'll go, go over all that with him when he comes in. Exactly. Looking forward to that. Uh, we trust him. He's a good guy. But the water issue, we thought we would kind of focus on foundations, foundation systems, uh, and then, of course, water-related issues specific to them today just because a lot of you are waking up. Hopefully, if you haven't already checked that crawl space or basement and sump crock, you probably should. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Go down and take a look at it. Uh, other areas you can check. Check where the wall meets the basement floor. Just take a walk around, see if you see any moisture where the wall meets the basement floor. If you do, circle it with something. Make a note of it. Take a picture of it. Keep an eye on it. You know, Chuck and I always said when it comes to cracks in basement walls, not when they leak. It's not if they leak. It's when they leak because eventually they will leak. So if you can see a a small issue when it's early, you may be able to take care of it just by redirecting a downspout or putting some earth in a certain spot of the basement to get the water away. There are easier ways to take care of it um, if you get it. But if you get major flooding, um, that's an issue. And we're going to talk about that today as well, um, whether it's a back backflow preventer to stop your basement from flooding from the pipe or uh, basement waterproofing. We're going to go through a lot of that today with you because it is just so prescient, isn't it, Chuck? Exactly. <laughs> Top of our mind. Yep, a lot of stuff like that that's all related that we want to be chatting about. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully it'll be relevant and germane to everybody out there because uh, what building doesn't have a foundation? Exactly. Speaking of which, yes. the uh, condo unit that collapsed in Florida. Uh, uh, <clears throat> tragic. Unbelievably tragic. You know, there were some somewhat similar issues back in the big hurricanes, Katrina and some others, where the piling, those concrete pilings, those big concrete posts, like what hold up our overpasses, everybody's familiar with, um, were literally being undercut by storm surge so that the ground they were resting on literally disappeared. Washed away. Water, and those buildings collapsed. This one is one, Ken and I have been chatting about this, and we are not forensic investigators, you know, for 
commercial building collapses, but we know a lot about concrete, and we know what holds a lot of those buildings up is actually the structural steel that happens to be surrounded and encased by concrete. And how many years, Ken, were you on the freeway driving through a construction area, uh-huh. and you saw they were getting ready to do a pour, and all the steel they were going to place in the concrete was coated in rust? Do you remember that? Yes, I do. For, for I decades. Do. I do. I really do. Yeah. And it was thought that you could get away with that, and then that coating would further protect the steel. Well, the industry discovered that ain't the way it works. So now if you're on that driving by the construction site, you see all that steel is coated in a green coating. Or a red coating. Or a red coating. Right, right. To protect it. And he and I were talking, you know, if the steel rusts and fails, remember, concrete's very acidic. By itself, it'll react with the steel, but then right. salt in Florida, the salt air, the salt water, extremely detrimental over time. And got a feeling that it could have been the almost the equivalent of wood that rots and loses its ability to support a load. And it, it just what a tragic, horrible thing. For people to think how a building goes up, whether it's a skyscraper or a 10-story building, uh, until the turn of the century, 1900s, all these buildings were made out of concrete. And, of course, the more concrete you put, that you stack on top of each other, the heavier it gets as it goes up. So they could only do so high of buildings. Once industrial steel came into the mix, they were able to incorporate the industrial steel, which made the buildings lighter, which made them able to go up higher. And with between the steel, possibly let's say let's say a steel beam is against a uh, a side of the building where it's getting a lot of water, and that steel beam sits there and it soaks up the water for years and years and years. You know the concrete will, and then the concrete will just outside of it start soaking it up for years. Now, all these states, cities, counties are supposed to have fail safes in place where these get inspected on a regular basis, so this doesn't happen. And my wife said to me the other day, Chuck, how did, how did that happen? I said, I have no idea. I'd never heard of it happening in, I'd never heard of it happening, um, in the country. You hear of it happening in third world countries. Exactly. But not in the United States. My son said the same thing to me. So, I, I mean, she asked me that question. I, I have no idea, but it has to do with something structural, obviously. Oh, you mentioned the pilings. Because it's so close to the ocean. They probably have a basement, but that basement also has pilings, and those pilings are basically giant concrete um, telephone poles that get driven into the ground, which help hold that up. And when they get those storm surge, especially where that's at, Chuck, over time. Oh, we're going to. I'm sorry, we're going, I couldn't see. I'm sorry to hear the break. Over time, that makes a building weaker, and we're going to talk about that when we get back from break. In the meantime, if you want to make your building stronger especially the concrete around your building, we have a company for you. Coat those floors with the coatings from Motor City Floors and Coatings. You have housing questions? The Inside Outside guys on WJR have the answers. Here are Ken and Chuck. Good morning. Welcome back to the Inside Outside guys. Laughing and learning 24-7 at theinsideoutsideguys.com. The Inside Outside guys on Facebook. Stick around for just a few minutes. We're going to have Gary Muling from Michigan Remodelers on talking about his new company and, and what all they do. They do a lot of stuff, and they do it well. 
And the balance of the show, we'll be talking about a few different things, but foundations, foundation systems, and, of course, we've got a couple of great companies. If you woke up to water in your foundations, we'll be talking a little bit about FSM and EverDry, uh, who, God bless them, have been on standby taking care of our people for a long time. So yeah, that'll be part of the conversation. But before we went to break, uh, we were chatting about that horrible, horrible Florida condo collapse is there a process in place at the public level to go in there and x-ray these pilings and foundation systems every five years, yada, yada, yada? The answer is nope. Nope. There isn't. Uh, maybe if a building gets sold, you know, a new buyer comes in and during, in the course of doing their due diligence looks at some of that. But quite frankly, uh, other than maybe superficial inspections, now I've got to think, buddy, that 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 a building just doesn't fall, okay? Especially one like that. There had to have been noises. They had just been hearing some noises over time, or seeing some some fissure cracks, or whatever it may be. I do believe that visual, there had to be visual evidence of something. somewhere. Yeah, um, it looked like the card pile, the typical card pile collapse that we see, like the World Trade Centers. Though these buildings are literally. Um, are steel encased concrete posts, you know, with a floor every 10 or 12 feet, right. a concrete and steel floor every 10 or 12 feet. So it's that old thing about once, if one of them collapses on the other, then it's literally what they called in the World Trade Center the card pile effect. The, the, no one floor is meant to support that dynamic right. Right. moving right. load. So they just boom, 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 all right. the way down. Straight down. Or could have happened from the bottom up and that's i suspect it happened from the bottom up in that building yeah yeah uh well you know it's going to it's going to uh make a lot more regulations come around they're definitely going to take a better look at this now and i I would think chuck it's going to be more likely in an area like where it's at because every couple of years they get a storm surge that moves the building i mean they're going to have weather there that we don't have here, and then go over to the other coast um, of California. They're going to have shaking, rocking, and rolling. Every oh, so it's often. interesting. Yeah, you got seismic loading in California, right. and you've got uh, the dynamic loading of basic swampland for a lot of Florida. I mean, so much of Florida is built on reclaimed swamp. Uh, so the possibility of subtle shifts, like you're suggesting, you know, that that cause a a chain reaction over time. Um, if I had one of those units and it was a 40-year-old building, to be honest, I, I was telling you, when we go rent places on the coast for years, I've always been the kind of guy, heck, when I drive under an overpass on 696, I'm looking at the supporting posts. Don't look too close. You're not going to drive under, under them anymore. If there's rain, you can see all the, cla- the fissure lines in the concrete, and you can actually see the load distribution of the the deck above on the center columns because you'll the water lines will follow all of those cracks radiating out so i've been i've been watching that stuff all my life i don't know if i'm a Look, mild paranoid <laughs> on 696 in oak park between i believe greenfield yeah, and coolidge right there there's two of them there's two of them and those are co- those are covered with parks yes. above those are dirt and, and kids toys massive and trees massive trees yeah. that makes me uncomfortable Every time I drive underneath it, I mean that is just water sitting there. They did a huge repair project on the one. Did they years ago? Because I remember going into one of my classes I was teaching uh, near there, uh, 
Oakland Community College uh, campus out there. And Orchard I, Lake. Yeah. I said to my students, any of you come this way? Yeah, their hands were, I said, next time you come, look at the college supporting the, you know, and, and within about two or three years of our, you know, kind of playing with that in class, they were doing some major repair work on that. But I, I just drove through there the other day again, and, of course, it was damp. And I saw all those fissure cracks. I'm going, oh, okay. And how long should they last? That that freeway's been open for 30 years now. Yeah. I remember when it opened. So uh, luckily, on the parks, they're not throwing salt up there. Right. Right. You know, like if it were a, a drive over overpass where they'd be salting it, you know, throughout the year. Right. That's right. scary stuff. Man. And we are not big fans of salt whatsoever. <laughs> All right, so we got at least a week's worth of rain as far as the, um, the forecast. About 12 hours. <laughs> the forecast, yeah, at about 12 hours. But as far as the forecast says, we're going to have a lot of rain coming up. We can't take your phone calls, but if you want to email us a question at the insideoutsideguys.com or you can text us at guys at isosg.com. We'll take your questions there and read them over the air. So a few things that homeowners need to be aware of as all this rain comes into play. First of all, if your grass isn't cut, try to cut it right away because it's going to grow like crazy. And the, <laughs> the higher your grass grows, and now that we're getting all this rain, you're going to get more more insects, more critters. That's been a really good part so far this year. I have not had issues with mosquitoes at all. This I actually year. saw one of my neighbors got a treatment for it here last week, and I was surprised because knock on plastic here, they haven't been an issue with the dry season. No, they haven't been. But with this water, they're going to be. <laughs> but yeah, once again. Go outside in this rain because if you're – we had a rain yesterday, Chuck, that it was coming down so hard. I'm going to guess your 90% of the people's gutter systems wasn't able to handle that flow. I told you, was it 10 days, two weeks ago, I had one that my gutters couldn't handle. And uh, last night, same thing. Uh, and, and mine are clean, you know. But it just, uh, again, it's like the highway that gets so much water that won't shed the water – you know, in the immediate uh, moment, uh, a lot of that happens. So as we go through the show, we'll want to be talking about that and uh, discussing some of the things. You know what? We got a cool thing from one of our listeners, too. What's that? The brown spots in the lawn from the dogs. Yes. Remember a couple of weeks ago? I've got a couple of those. <laughs> That's right. You mentioned you had a polka dotted lawn. <laughs> Well, somebody sent us, uh, I don't know if you've used this product, Ken, but you feed your dog this biscuit. Okay. Nature Vet Grass Saver Biscuits. Now, now this goes back to um, our great listeners. This person was a great listener. And last week we had a call about how can this gentleman get rid of all these um, marks that his dog made. Dog made. <laughs> and my response was you got to dilute it. I mean, sit there with a the hose and as soon as they... Go to the bathroom, squirt catch it with the hose, and catch it. Exactly. <laughs> but this is supposedly a biscuit that neutralizes it? Is that I it? guess. I don't pretend to be the you know biologist that understands this. I do know upon research that they have peanut butter flavor. So you know what? If the dog doesn't like them. Yeah, well, you know, do, Chuck, you got to take them for the team. You've got <laughs> to start eating some of these biscuits and Got see if your pea color changes at all. A good friend of ours would have done that. Our buddy up north would have done that. Really? Oh, He'd eat out of the the, the dog biscuits when we were kids. Like, I've got I got a story of a buddy walks walks in story. walks in our house, grabs a handful of cat food, starts munching it, and I go, "Dude, that's cat food." He goes, "I know." You know what? No, I wanted to go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's go to break. We get back. We're gonna have Gary Muling from Michigan Remodelers on talking about his awesome company, and also 
if you if you're thinking about a new roof, Chuck, a free well, roof inspection. That why storm? Wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. Between the high winds and the heavy water, why wouldn't you get a free roof inspection to find out if you don't need a new roof? If you need new roof, new gutters, you want to check out Kearns Brothers. Here for you today and every day. This is the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Here are Chuck and Ken. Laughing and learning with the Inside Outside Guys on the Saturday morning edition of Housing and Lifestyle Information You Can Trust. I want to remind everybody that we cannot take calls today. Uh, World Headquarters at the Fisher Building had some power issues. so uh, You can give out your cell phone number. No problem. People can call that. 555. I'll do <laughs> what the Hollywood people do. 1212. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Give out a number that doesn't exist. Actually, we're happy. Go ahead. I, I, I want to tell you, we all remember, at least the ones who are smart, remember 10, 12 years ago. Oh, and now, wait. So let me, don't, look, listen. Listen. Let me finish. Don't start with me, mister. Okay, let me finish. <laughs> The, the economy was going great. Additions were going everywhere. 2000 before, you saw additions going up everywhere. Oh, yeah. and, and once the economy went south, that was kind of my barometer, Chuck. When I have all my friends that are in the construction industry, I kept asking them, are you doing additions yet? Are you doing additions yet? And they kept saying, no, 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 no. And in my mind, we weren't going to take it back off till we were starting to get those houses larger and do those additions while we're there now. Additions are going up on houses everywhere and we have someone on the show with us right now gary muling from michigan remodelers who's an expert at doing additions whether they're bump outs on the side or you and i tell people to go up and during the break gary was telling us about a couple projects he has coming up which are additions gary how you doing buddy hey doing great thanks so much for having his me. mic his mic oh yeah turn your mic on there buddy sorry that was my fault go ahead thanks for having me on today guys no problem good to see you Good we appreciate the opportunity. You know, um, the article we did this week for the Detroit oh. News, we talked about uh, our belief, Ken's and my belief, that housing values are going to continue to escalate. They, they may slightly plateau, but we don't see the big crash. And we also talked about the increasing value because of all these workers that are going to be working out of their house instead of going back to an office. So I think it plays right into what Michigan remodelers can do for people in terms of putting that new office on, that new office for mom and dad that are working at home. Absolutely. Yeah, we've gotten so many inquiries in the last six months to a year for folks that want to expand on their existing property. And they say, we're not going to move. We love our home. We love our neighbors. Most of them love our community. But we just need an extra bedroom, a larger bedroom make an existing bedroom into a master, or go ahead and double the size. Why not reinvest in your home? I mean, you can't go buy Thank another you. home. That's where I was going to go. Everyone out there, even someone says, you know, I think I want to sell. Yeah, someone might go, I think I want to sell. No, no, right now you don't want to sell. That's what people are saying to themselves. Why would they want to put themselves? So instead of going out and trying to find a house that they hope, you know, they'll love, they look at their own house and say, well, let's just make this how, how we want it. And that's where Michigan Remodelers come in, right? Yeah, I mean, we love to work directly with the client. Uh, we don't charge for most of the, the the initial site work that we do to help a consumer understand what options are available, what price points those will come in. And then most of the additions that we do, we are also altering some of the existing homes. So we could turn a closet into a half bathroom or put in a you know, second story laundry as part of this master bedroom addition and create a completely different flow for the f floor plan 
and make it more accommodating for uh, you know, for the current homeowner. Maybe that fourth bedroom that the empty nesters don't need anymore can become this lavish master bath now. Every home I lived in as a kid had laundry in the basement. I know, Arch. And it was, it was scary almost as a little boy <laughs> taking down the laundry. And so now people don't. Yeah. They don't really you want to do that anymore. Really fast, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have one we just added in a closet of a of a, a one story home, and it's stackable and it's condensed. It takes nearly no space at all. Very very efficient. We were able to expand their kitchen, um, and and they have an eight foot countertop where there was going to be a four foot one because we re- redesigned their laundry space. Can I back you up for just a second? You and. Impl- you sit down with people, and you'll discuss design options, design ideas, budgetary impact, and you do that for nothing? Yeah, we, we love to help people, and I've got a team of wonderful designers, and uh, some of them with installation experience and a background in building, others that meet and ask questions and do preliminary uh, scope development is what I call it. Yeah. So we're just trying to find out if we're doing two bathrooms or three bathrooms with this project and whether they're going to be 12 foot long or 6 foot long, how many shower heads. I tell people <laughs> that could be worth tens of thousands yeah. of dollars. You and I have talked about it, Ken, in years gone by on the show. The advice that you bring to people, and I'm not trying to flatter you, Gary. We've known each other a long time. But it, but it's absolutely true that in an hour you could tell people things that would never even occur to them or maybe a lesser builder that hasn't been around that is worth all kinds of money to them. We find all the time that if um, multiple professionals uh, at different times take a look at the same situation and then we consult about it at our office – The second or third revision is something that everyone is smiling about most of the time. Well stated. And it it does take a couple revisions to get uh, an idea to be realistic, code compliant, and in budget. It's fun too, isn't it? (laughs) Well, we we really enjoy that part a lot um, because it's easy for us to design your two-car garage, but you still got to pay for it. (laughs) That's right. No. (laughs) I agree with you, and I always love the planning, the floor planning, the design, the specification. And so, so that's cool. It's so cool you, that you guys do it. You've always loved that because that's the beginning of the project. That's exciting yeah, for you. That, it is. And then when you're done, you get to see from start to finish. I mean, what okay, you did. this applies to all three of us. Okay. Is it still really cool for you mm-hmm. to have drawn something in January and then a year from then drive by and see that it's real and exists? Absolutely. Isn't that? I mean, I get chills even thinking about. That's cool. How many of us dads have driven with our boys sitting right next to us and go, oh, I work there. Yeah, dad worked there. Oh, see that place? I built that. I think my kids think I lie to them. Sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> my wife, too. Yeah. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> so you will sit down and do an initial consultation. You'll discuss what they want, what you see as viable options, budget ranges based on what you might do. What's the next step for people then? How does that work? So just give us a call today at 888-544-7366 or go on our website, miremodelers.com, and we'll reach out to them and uh, set up a time that's convenient to meet with them. And our goal is just to talk about their dreams 
and, uh, and then we try to sculpt it for them. It is a dream, too, isn't it? That's what's cool. Yeah, and I'm going to remind people, you don't got to write down these numbers Gary just told you. You can find them at the InsideOutsideGuys.com, and we'll make sure to give those out again as we go. A minute ago, Gary, you mentioned the word code compliant, <laughs> and you've been doing this for, for many, many, many years. Um, and one of the advantages of doing it as long as you have is you start to get to know um, the jurisdictions and the inspectors in the jurisdiction and the lady behind the desk in that jurisdiction. And, and as time goes by, you, you you get relationships with these people, and they trust you, and you trust them, right? Absolutely. That's- we are all on the same team. Many contractors out there aren't credentialed to pull permits, don't follow the rules, don't build things to code, and a lot of work ends up needing to be redone, unfortunately. So there's value, we feel, in working hand-in-hand with the local building department, making sure that folks over there are satisfied, that we get our approvals, that the process is as quick and easy as it can for the homeowner. Yeah. And they've got to live there. They're a taxpayer there. They've got to survive in that jurisdiction after you're gone. Mm-hmm. And, and people are in this economy right now, unfortunately, what you just said a minute ago, they're going to defer um, because they may not feel they can get the, uh, the, the phone calls back from what they're hearing. They may defer to hiring that guy that you were just talking about. And unfortunately, they need to understand that if they hire that guy, that guy has no accountability. There's, there's, if, if the job goes wrong, he can walk off the job and there's nothing they can do about it. If someone's it. hurt, they go after the homeowner. Exactly. And that's They're... why it's so important that you know all these rules. And you've been doing it long enough, so you know all the rules when it comes to the insurance, when it comes to the, the codes and the inspectors and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Just following the rules and playing the high ground and being dedicated to installing quality home improvements is plenty of work. And when we do it every day, we find that it gets easier and easier over time. The building inspectors are more friendly after we've done 10 or 20 projects with them and uh, work through uh, things from start to finish to achieve something in the end that's approved, that's compliant, that's a success, and that's designed to last for decades. Now, Michigan Remodelers isn't just focusing inside the house. You guys also do some beautiful exterior concrete stuff that we've seen. Oh, my gosh, yes. Thank you so much for mentioning that. And thank you, Ken, for all your help lately. Um, I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I've been helping out with with the concrete part of the business, and I've really enjoyed it. And it's been wonderful. Um, We we were uh, pouring concrete in 2005, and uh, over the years, I've worked with different talent levels of installers. (laughs) And with concrete, it makes a big difference. When we come back, Gary, let's (laughs) talk about it. You used various levels of talent, so I don't want to. I want to play off of that because that's a big topic, don't you? Yeah, think? there are various levels of talent, and you know, one thing that Chuck and I have always struggled with, Gary, is, <laughs> is you know, someone will send us an email saying they need um, they need uh, a stud wall put up, or they need a couple of tiles repaired. And Chuck and I are like, who do we send for that kind of stuff? Well, now we got Michigan Remodels. You will take care of all that stuff. No, no job too small, no job too big. Correct? That's correct. Yeah, we're just happy to help. <laughs> Danielle, are we going to break? Because I'm not hearing any music. Oh, you know, we could do that music. Yeah, we sure could. <laughs> Live radio. The, the, I know it. It's like, radio. Stop talking. Exactly. There you go, y'all. Thank you, Danielle. We have got a great sponsor for the times we live in, meaning this morning after the <laughs> flood, flooding rains we had. <laughs> yeah, take a look, look downstairs over the next week. Keep a good eye on your basement your crawl spaces, all your foundation. If you think you need any help and we need mean any help, go to the inside outside guys, click on Everdry. 
Find professional contractors you can trust at InsideOutsideGuys.com. Now, once again, here are Ken Calverly and Chuck Bridenstine. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you, we've got a good friend of the show, Gary Muling from Michigan Remodelers here with us. And it's a full-service remodeling company. But when we went to break, Gary, we were talking about some beautiful exterior concrete work that Michigan remodelers can do for people. I've seen pictures, and, and, and it's gorgeous. And then you said something like, I've worked with various levels of talent in concrete for many years, and I laughed. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, if you are seeking folks with experience doing concrete, you'll find guys that build um, you know, freeways and the walls. You'll find foundation guys that do basements. You'll find folks that just do like block and concrete porches. And then you'll find um, like the, the artisan yeah, type the folks person. that are True. that are very proud in their decorative concrete. And you, you could almost have a degree in physics oh. and still not really understand all the different elements You're of so right. decorative com- concrete. And I'm just skimming the surface, learning from Ken here on, on some of those. Oh. I agree. I've 100%. taken so many concrete classes over the years, over the country, um, Las Vegas, Oklahoma City, Orlando, um, Florida, over the years. And, and people just don't understand, concrete is a material, and it is the only material on your house that gets made as it's being placed, okay? The roof, you buy the shingles, you place them. Uh, drywall, you buy and you place them. Concrete, well, it used to be plaster was right behind that. You're right. But, yeah. You're right. Concrete, you are making it as it's being placed, and there's so many scientific uh, things that you have to take into account that can affect the finish of the concrete. Um, but now one thing that Michigan Remodels has done, and I've loved helping you along with it, is, is the decorative concrete, the exposed aggregate concrete, and the regular flat work, all steel reinforced, mm-hmm. right? All with a crush base, all done the right way. The way I don't want to say the way they do roads, but at least all to dot specifications. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and most people don't realize that uh, what's one of the most important ingredients in new concrete that lasts a long time is the base. Yeah. And we see many driveways replaced in one day. Um, the crew takes out a three-inch thick slab of concrete, and they put their new form wood along the edges, and they pour the new three-inch thick concrete. <laughs> and, it, and it's all to the exact specifications of what was done Decades ago. Yeah. And, and I've said this many times. Code out there, everyone, is a 3,000 PSI sand-based, no-steel reinforcement, okay? As, as you leave that job, do it your way, and another company leaves a job and does it that way, they're both going to look the exact same. They're both going to look like a brand-new poured driveway. Three or four or five, six, whatever years later, yours is still going to be there and be in the same shape. And here's one thing I love about decorative concrete, which I want to make clear to people, is... A 20-year-old decorative concrete patio can be power washed and resealed and look like it's a day old. That's what I love about decorative concrete. Timeless. Timeless. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And uh, most of our favorite customers, they say that it feels traditional and, uh, and like European or like old world charm. Yeah. And so we work for more homes that are existing and have been around for decades than brand new ones and so uh folks with old and new homes all love decorative concrete go ahead no i was just thinking of that but and i was thinking of the jobs that are poorly done that if someone's seen one it's like i don't want that 
And there's such a difference. Oh, you're right. Absolutely. So we we have folks that would just do, you know, smaller projects like new steps for your uh, porch. We have other teams that are fully equipped to put in a new patio in the backyard for you. Um, We did an extensive project not not too many uh, weeks ago around a pool where we emptied out more than one full truck of concrete in one day. Which is a lot. Yes. Yes, that is a lot. <laughs> that is an awful, awful lot. <laughs> so give us a list of everything that Michigan Remodelers does, Gary. So we're a complete remodeling company. We love to build additions and customize your existing home, replace your bathrooms and your kitchens, finish your basements. And um, about 50% of our work is interior, doing stuff like that. The other 50% would be exterior, maybe 70% right now. Um, and that's uh, outdoor patio areas, uh, outdoor kitchens, roofing and siding, as well as all the other aspects that go along with uh, with a remodeling project. You like the unique challenges, don't you? That's one of the things you, you always have. Here. I always yeah. find the detail-oriented, complicated projects, and I find that that's where my expertise comes in best, making a new build or a modification tie into the existing style so that for most homeowners, they want it to blend in and feel like it was part of the original build. Sure. And so I take pride in working along the way, step by step, to achieve that. And other folks want something with a strong contrast that's very modern, and, and I equally love that. I mean, even though everyone loves a, a in-and-out job that you can go to, piece of cake in and out you love the challenges you love the, and, and today in today's economy you're getting a lot of challenges aren't you <laughs> <laughs> well folks are asking for 100 200 300 and 400 thousand dollar additions like they have never before Isn't wow. funny? folks are saying you know i want to add 1800 square foot to my home which means all new furnace and duct work electrical throughout typically panel and service plumbing and then it's just a new construction build. Sure. <laughs> I mean, they might be doubling the size of their existing square footage. Or more. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And a customer near yeah. here not too long ago, uh, she actually wants to go, I always joke and say, we can go back, out, and up. She wants to go back, out, and up. <laughs> it took me three site visits just to figure out how all the additions were going to stack on top of each other. Three oh, site visits cute. before we even got the job. That's dedication, mm-hmm. Gary. Get people your contact information, please, buddy. Guys, give us a call today at 888-544-7366 or on our website, miremodelers.com. And if they can hear us, you'll go there, correct? Absolutely. I know you. That's why I said that. You guys that. are projected into florida aren't you <laughs> yeah you may in january maybe that'd I be a good time need, all right you and the bride gonna get a place down there. gary michigan gary Muley, michigan remodelers thank you so much for coming on with us today buddy we greatly appreciate it hey listen if you need plumbing work maybe with all this water coming out a back flow vote excuse me a back flow preventer from Waterwork plumbing i know you know them well gary is your best bet this next segment inside outside guys brought to you by Waterwork plumbing Welcome to the Inside Outside Guys on News Talk 760 WJR. From the roof to the basement, from the street to the back fence, they've got you covered. Here are Chuck Bridenstine and Ken Calverly. 
mind you, there was, uh, well, the basement flooded at the Fisher Building. They lost power, and they can't take calls. <laughs> no point in sugarcoating it, and right? we're good. Yeah, you're right. We're gonna get, we, we told you if you got some foundation problems, we got people at the InsideOutsideGuys.com. But if by any chance you have a commercial building, an industrial building, you got a flat roof, and you come in and you see some water coming somewhere, it's not going to get better. You want to call Andy's Roofing for your commercial and residential roofs. Andy's Roofing, the proof is in the roof. Those roof sumps get plugged up, and when times are dry, you don't even think about it as a building owner. You don't have to. A roof sump, Chuck? What's a roof sump? <laughs> Never heard of a roof sump. That sounds like a, a, a basement shingle. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, literally, it's just a drain in the roof because what we call flat roofs aren't really flat. They drain either to an edge and or to uh, drains, kind of like your basement floor drains, right? Would that be a good analogy? Yeah, right. Um, a lot of times they'll have a cage over the top of them to keep limbs and other you know, big pieces of stuff out. But dead leaves can plug those up just like they do your gutters in your house. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and commercial building owner, it's like, why, why would I go on the roof? <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, let's talk about the article in the, uh, this weekend's Detroit News Homestyle section. Hopefully everyone's checking it out every week um, at the Detroit News Homestyle section. You can get it at the corner gas station or you can go online and do the Freep. Oh, sorry, the, the, not the Freep, the Detroit News uh, app. Or you go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com or WJR.com or any of our Facebook pages. You can see that article. Now, did you also tell me that's going to be shared with some other stations? It will be. Yeah, some of the sister stations here in the uh, FM, stations. FM stations we'll as well. we have to find yeah. out what those are and let people know. Absolutely. It was a great article. Uh, hopefully people uh, took a look at it. Um, Chuck, we talk we talk about uh, the economy a lot. We talk okay, about well, that. We just talked to Gary about about Gary about housing prices and and in the article there was some uh, some numbers mentioned about uh, what houses cost back in the day. <laughs> back a seven thousand dollar house. Yeah, back in Levittown, uh, one of the, considered to be the first subdivision in this country, built by Bill Levitt. You and I have talked about him. Yeah. Nearby. Yeah, yeah, and those were you know thirty year mortgages, seven thousand dollars down, maybe thirty bucks a month, and 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 it's no different in today's money. I mean, we're just switching the, the yeah. It is interesting to track you know inflation numbers during those you know fifty year periods to see what actually what relative costs would have been. The one thing that has changed is the um, they always do a factor when you bought a house for seven thousand dollars. What was the average annual earnings of a full-time worker back then? I think back then, $7,000 was 2.1 maybe times average annual earnings. And that's still kind of the number that they hold. Well, it's yeah. gone up now. Actually, the uh, National Association of Realtors, you and I published that article, and I think that day NAR came out and said the median price of a home sold in this country last week or last month was $350,000, and I want to say it was 3.7 times average annual earnings. Makes sense, okay. Uh, or something to that effect. So that number has gone up, and, and the point of the article was that you and I believe housing prices and values, again, there, are, there will be some exceptions, will continue to climb. It may not be the same There'll rate. be some blips. Yeah, fair to say. But yeah. we don't believe we're going to see this housing crash like we saw in, in you know, 07, 08. Well, I mean, neither one, we're both going to tell you we're not, you know, the experts at that financial no, end. Economists. Okay. Yep. Um, but there are a lot of things that are happening in this economy that weren't ha that 
that weren't happening in, right. in the last economy, okay? Yeah. They were, they're not giving out mortgages like they used to. They learned their lesson. They hold to that that uh, income rate more now than they ever had. Yeah. And, and what's understand, people need to understand in the article, we still need, we could put up, right now, Chuck, if we went, if we snapped our fingers and had a million new units, a million new units of house, it still wouldn't be enough, would it? It still wouldn't be enough. still wouldn't be enough. I'm trying to remember how many, I mean, it had to be 20, 25 years ago at least when the National Association of Home Builders did a study that we referred to in the article that said we, at that time, had a national housing shortage and it was predicted to exist, if not accelerate, depending on housing starts right. for 20 or 30 years from that point, which right. kind of takes us to today when we went through a major recession when almost no houses were built for two or three years, right? Right, right. Uh, and and, and you, Ken and I will quote numbers, you know. Uh, new, new housing starts uh, accelerated to a rate of 600000 per year. That's for a month. If the next month the rate goes down, then you're not going to build 600000 for the year. You might right. end up, when the whole year is done, with 450,000 new housing units, you know. That ain't enough. No, it's not enough. It's, <laughs> and, and there's no sign, with, especially with the with the labor shortage for skilled labor that we have in this country. There's no sign of that being solved any no. time soon. Well, and our good friend Lee Swartz, who retired after God bless Lee. Thirty years this yeah. year, buddy. Congratulations, congratulations, Lee. But he talks about the bureaucracy and the bureaucratic red tape and, and the time it takes for a guy or gal to invest in raw land and bring it to the market so you can actually build houses on it. The bureaucracy has made that almost impossible, and the article talks about that a little bit. It also talks about the cost of money, and that's one of the, that's one of the, the, big, the big things we have to do now is talk about the cost of money because that's an absolute benefit for anybody about thinking about buying a house in today's economy. We'll talk about that when we get back from break. That sound good, my friend? A lot of people. <laughs> yes, it does. I was just thinking... Tree roots growing in their pipes, backups in their floor drains in their basements, and of course that's exacerbated by the weather last night. Yeah, it is. It is. But if you have a, we're sitting in this room right now, and it's cooler in here because they had Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning come in last week, and it is definitely cooler in here. If you need your ducts cleaned, you need them sealed. You want to call Amnesty Air Duct. You have housing questions? The Inside Outside guys on WJR have the answers. Here are Ken and Chuck. Hey, we've got to remind everybody that a uh, friend of the show, a friend of our listeners, and a guy, young man that's become a friend of ours uh, took a big step this week. He did. The biggest step. The plunge. The plunge. <laughs> the plunge, Well, yes. is the plunge the day you get married or the day you ask someone to marry It's you? all a blur. <laughs> it's all a blur. <laughs> it's just all a blur. I don't remember. Niall Sheena from Window World, who you've heard on the show several times, and Ken and I really think a lot of this young man. He's just a passionate, hardworking. He's hilarious. He makes me laugh every time I see him. Yeah, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, oh I mean, gosh, always classic. The kid is just, he's not a kid. I'm sorry, Niles. But he is. He's just, he seems to have his act together, his head screwed on straight. He can take a joke. He's not offended by things. He just is a sharp young man, and we think the world of him. So he's got a very bright future. We wish him the greatest uh, with his pursuit of, the, of his new bride. Uh, 
And we've met his bride. She's wonderful, too. She seems like a nice, nice young lady. I know it. And it, it's cool. It's funny. There's sometimes you hear someone propose to somebody and you go, uh, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> you, you like what both. they thought about you and your wife. Well, yeah. <laughs> they looked at her and said, oh, she's never going to keep him. Her parents go, God, what did we do? But I having just, said that. I just found out within the last couple of years that my mother-in-law tried to talk my wife out of marrying me. There you go. There you go. Well, I, I mean, would either of us be surprised? To no, I actually. Yeah. I've told people many times if <laughs> if someone like me would come to me and say, would you marry, can I marry your daughter? I'd be like, heck no. Not who I was at that age. You know, I, no, I was not a good kid. But I am now. Hey, I've changed. You're a good kid now. <laughs> That's why I you. So congratulations kid. to uh, Niles. We, we we love it. We love it. You know, you said something in the opening segment that you and I have said to people for a lot of years, but I think it bears repeating because the forecast for the next week calls for a lot of rain. A lot of your basement crawl space issues are going to be resolved by something you do above ground. And it's not a lot of work. Generally, it really it's not. really isn't. Yeah. I mean, probably the couple biggest things that you might have to do I mean, I'm at this point, if I didn't have such great drainage around my own home, I really should get bigger gutters, new me gutters. Too. I, me too. You know you what? Know. I wonder if we can get a deal. So that would be. Two for one? <laughs> yeah, we'd get a deal. No, I'm it. the same way. I need a six-inch gutters. double. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, uh, because controlling that groundwater is huge. If every homeowner did that, there would be so uh, far fewer Water problems in basements and cross bases. Now, so that might be a pricey solution for some people, right? Oh, it, it could be. And I understand that everyone has two houses the size of yours. I mean, you got a couple of big, beautiful houses. I got almost a thousand square feet total between the two. <laughs> no, but I, that, I'm joking at that. But a lot of people who have houses. We said this many times. Think about when you get that gully washer, and that gully washer is hitting the top of your roof, and I mean, you could fill up a five-gallon bucket in a matter of two seconds. That's oh. how much water comes off of that, guys. Thousands. Of and, and, and at that, tens of thousands. I've said this so many times um, in the show, you need to walk around and literally just pick your downspout up and move it over an inch. Pick one side because what happens over years, they sink, literally will sink down because of all that water come in. They'll dig a trench and they sink. So every once in a while, pick that downspout up and move it over, okay? And when you mow your lawn... It should be on some kind of hinge that you can move it up because if you run over that downspout, you're just... All right, example. You run over your downspout. <laughs> we get a real big gully washer. The water doesn't go down the downspout. It instead goes behind your siding and gets into your house. Please, people, don't think that that won't happen to you. Oh, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's fairly easy. If you don't want to bury the pipe like we talk about, if you go by... A 10-foot piece of, of downspout, cut it in half so you, it's going to accommodate two different downspouts. You can, with a pair of tin snips and a little rivet gun, mm -hmm. in, in a matter of minutes, make an extension that you can stand up yes. against the downspout before you move. With a little hinge, like yeah, a hinge. Yeah, with a little hinge on it. I've, yeah. I was doing that for years in places where people didn't want the pipe buried or whatever. And, and it's, it really is. It's a, tin snips and a rivet gun. Five, yes. ten minutes tops. Now, here's an email. By the end of this week, we will get this email. We get it on a regular basis. I have a chimney. Only time it leaks <laughs> is when I get rain from the west. 
And what people, if they paid a little more attention, I'd be willing to guess it would be when we have very high humidity. Because I've done this a thousand times in my career. You go to a chimney and you look at it, and there are no holes. There's no major cracks. There's no major um, problems with the ceiling or the, the very cap of it. They've got a rain cap on top of it. But every once in a while when they get a driving rain, usually heading out of the west, they'll either get a leak in their living room above the fireplace or actually in the fire box will start dripping. And what that is is the condensation outside. There are some brick that actually act like a sponge, and it'll soak all that condensation up. So eventually it will start leaking inside. Yeah. So when we get back from break, let's tell people, because we're, we're kind of going over things Maybe that may leak in your house right today. We come back. Yeah, we come back from break, we'll tell people how they can fix that. And it's really not that tough. We've said we don't want homeowners on ladders, but we can find someone to do it for them as well. Yeah. And if you may have had a situation last night where your roof flooded, couldn't shed the water fast enough or the gutters are too small, and you and I talked about roof inspections earlier. We have some great companies, several of which, if you call them, they'll come out and do a professional free roof inspection. Yep. And uh, by any chance, if, if you're a, a veteran or someone like that, you can put your name in, and maybe every 100 roofs or so, you can get one free from Victor. We'll make this next segment Inside Outside, guys, brought to you by Victor's Roofing. Here for you today and every day, this is the Inside Outside, guys, on WJR. Here are Chuck and Ken. Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. Uh, again, a reminder that we cannot take calls today, but we can take emails. We can. And text, right? We can. We can. And we'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 10 to noon. And then tomorrow we have a bonus hour. That's right. Between noon and 1 with Serta Pro Painters. You hear the guys in WGA talk about Serta Pro Painters all the time. If you're thinking about either an exterior or an interior paint job, you want to listen in tomorrow between noon and 1. One. Hey, do you have a Swiss Army knife? Oh, goodness. The somewhere original, somewhere uh, in the house I probably do, yeah. What the heck do they call the combo tools? Leatherman. Leatherman. The original yeah. Leatherman, I guess, would be the Swiss yeah. Army knife, yeah. right? Yep. Um, it's interesting. First ones were actually built uh, in the 1880s. I thought that was pretty interesting. But the 500 millionth one rolled off the assembly line uh just a couple of years ago. And so they're celebrating their continuing success. I just... Here, uh, here's this is interesting. You know what the most expensive one they've got that's commonly made? I mean, uh -huh. you can buy a high end, high end. Oh, I'm sure you can. But it's only two hundred twenty bucks with twenty nine functions. Okay, I I I want to have the kind of money someday where oh, I look God, at a knife and go. Well, I look at a knife and go, it's only two hundred twenty bucks. <laughs> that's like looking at a toothpick and going, all right, ten bucks. This Come is on. from a guy Come on, who probably has more wrapped up in his hunting gear than I do in my home. Come on. You I got have... nothing wrapped up in my golfing gear. Let me tell you that right well, now. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. I just got a new set of balls. I was given some nice <laughs> yeah. golf yeah. balls. Hey, if anybody needs a new set of balls, it's <laughs> you, buddy. <laughs> don't, seriously, don't you. I had a really nice buck knife given to me. God, probably 20 years ago, that probably would retail in that price range. It was a gift. Don't you really have a knife, a hunting knife in the price range? I've got a, all right. In uh, all honesty. No. Don't you really? No. Because okay. I'm not good with knives. I know that I'm not, I, I'm not good with carrying them, you'd keeping have to them. Have a good one. No, actually, actually, I would buy one. I'm there, I remember years ago, I was up in. Um, Saskatchewan hunting, and I went to a knife maker there, and he had the Madagascar steel, and he had a knife made out of a Norwal tusk. 
Now, a Norwal is that whale way up north oh, at, yeah. uh, from, from now, okay? Yeah. But I, and I bought it. I, wa- I wanted to buy it. Yeah, the single. Yeah, and it was two, three hundred bucks. I wanted to buy it, but I couldn't. Interesting. Because in Canada. Oh, you couldn't bring it back. I couldn't bring it across, I couldn't bring it across the border. Because of the Norwal. Because of the Norwal. And it was a beautiful, beautiful knife. Yeah. I am surprised, you know, all kidding aside, that you. Now, that being said, I do have a $1,500 pair of binoculars at home. So that's kind of in the same same thing. So you should have paid eight and bought a good knife. And these binoculars I have when I go out west hunting for the for the mule deer or the elk, they have a rangefinder built in them. So I'm cool. looking at them. I hit the rangefinder. It tells you me I'll bring them to the golf course. No, I got rangefinder. I, I got cheap one for that. Oh, my, and, and that's wow. my that's my son. <laughs> yeah, my eyes used to be my rangefinder. Yeah, right. <laughs> they don't work quite as well anymore. Hey, right. you know what? It's also gnat season. It's that time of year when Ugh. people are emailing us and going, oh, "I have them." Do you? I have them like crazy. I have them in my house. And I've done the, the bleach down the drains. I actually got a couple things of um, fly paper around the house. Which are catching them for me? They right do now. catch them. Those oh work. gosh, yes. Oh yeah. gosh, yes. Yeah. Um, are you using a spray bleach? Uh, no, my wife would. I hate sprays. I hate any of that kind oh. of sprays. I, I highly recommend that though, because you can get all around the opening, like for your kitchen sure. sinks, sure. as well as down in, and, and do a soak. Let it set. Yeah. And yep. then maybe do it again. Yep. Um, because they do. They breed in that stagnant water. Uh, basement drains. Our classic place for them to breed. Well, my, my daughter tells me the other day that they're driving nuts in her room, and I go, honey, it's coming from your room. How do you know, Dad? Because she has plants. She loves plants. My daughter oh, loves plants. There you go. And I said, you have water in the bottom of one of those plants? Because I'm very respectful of my child's room. She's, she's, she's tw- almost 21, so I have no business in her room, so I will not go into her room. Well, you still own it. I know, but I trust her. <laughs> she's a great, great kid. Uh but I told her, honey, it has to be something in your room. So you need to go up there. You need to get rid of any standing water out there. You need to check any rotten plants you have. They could be standing there. And we've all had them, and they're not oh. that tough to get rid of. And oh. honestly, they will go away. It doesn't mean you live dirty. Oh, exactly. But you can get rid of them, and they are a nuisance. I hate oh, like if too. I get something out. I, I, I got some watermelon out and cut it the other morning. And a year ago, we, we had a gnat issue a year ago at this time. You know? Okay. And it would have been one of those where I'm going, I don't even want to walk away from it for a second because those stupid things will be on it. <laughs> so it is. It's bothersome. It's a nuisance. So look, like Ken said, standing water around plants, uh, any any floor drains that may have water in them that you don't use. So if you're an empty nester, that maybe that spare bathroom shower drain or the toilet. Um, anything like that, and, and you can just spray bleach into those and, and leave it, you know, in those drains uh, on top of the water that's there. Or, like you and I said, the uh, RV antifreeze like we use to yeah. winterize those homes. Yeah, you no, do, you're absolutely right. Yeah, if you've got that bathroom you're not using anymore, dump RV antifreeze in every one of those traps and just leave it. Yep. Yeah, you don't have to worry yeah, about it again at that point. Those bugs ain't breeding in antifreeze. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I keep wanting to put out the phone number, and I keep having to stop myself. <laughs> I know it. I thought, believe it or not, that, it's occurred to me, too. It's like, uh, nope, can't do that. <laughs> So you heard us talking to Gary Mullen earlier from Michigan Remodelers, and when what Gary said made a comment about the um, the jurisdictions, and, and Chuck and I want to make sure people understand how important we think huh. that is to people. When you're when you're deciding who to hire, let's say you get three bids, and if you do good for you, because many people can't get three bids for anything right now, but just a little suggestion when you when you you know, are trying to make up your mind, give your city a call, give your jurisdiction a call, say hey, now here's what they're not going to say. Oh, they do great work. Or, no, they do terrible work. All you can say is, 
Have you heard of, heard of this company before, and do they pull multiple permits? Have they pulled multiple permits? And if the answer is yes, that's a, a, a good sign. Typically okay. is, yeah. They're not allowed to say good, bad, thumbs up, thumbs down. Right. They can only give you a list of people that whose license is on file in that jurisdiction as of the phone call. And, and yeah. I want to also point out to people, for someone like, I mean, think of any of our team partners. When they're doing an addition or they're doing a roof, you name it, they have to be, they on a yearly basis, okay, with most cities, they have to refile with the city, which yeah. is a fee. Re-register. Re-register yeah. every year, which is a fee. And then there's a fee involved with pulling the permit, a fee for the permit, and all the fees for inspections are including on that. Time. And time. Yeah. Time is a big issue with those anymore. It's gotten, again, we were talking about, before we went to a break, two breaks ago, the bureaucracy and the cost of bureaucracy. It's a huge cost. And, it, and that's, what, that's why I'm putting that. It is such a big cost. And if it was up to a lot of other people, maybe the National Sprinkler Association, there'd even be more bureaucracy on top or more rules that we have to do on our house. Luckily, people like Lee Schwartz... Oh. Go to bat for us, the homeowners, to keep housing more affordable. I just wanted to mention that. So if you are deciding, because earlier in the show I mentioned, people are unfortunately dumbing down to the lowest common denominator right now when it comes to contractors because they're not getting the bids they, they can't want. they get who they want. So they'll say, hey. You and I see this all the time. Oh, yeah. He came out here, let's hire him. We have to warn people, and we've been warning them, actually, I think about every week for the last three weeks, but... Be careful giving big deposits. Yes. I'm yes. telling you, there are, we published two or three weeks ago, we mentioned there's, there's companies out there that don't know they're losing money because they have so much work. Yeah. And what will happen is if the market has a quick downturn, which we do not anticipate, nope. all of a sudden those companies will be broke and not even know why they're broke right. and they can't finish your job. Right. Right. So be careful there. But. I love your point you made using Gary as the example. Your job will go smoother if a jurisdiction has confidence in your builder. Yes, that's a good no way to question. put it. Good so way to put I, it. I'm glad you brought that up because I do think it's a very valid. I know it's a valid. Well, I think of Bob McComb. Okay, Bob McComb oh from McComb Construction has been in business for 60 years. Between him and his dad, it's been handed down 60 years. Yeah. The people, I guarantee you, the people in Birmingham, Bloomfield, Troy, they all know Bob. They all know Macomb Construction, okay? And here's one thing they know, that when they go to a job, probably 49 out of 50 times, it's going to be done right. Maybe once in a while they say, hey, Bob, you need to take care of that. Yeah. But Bob knows but all. it still gets fixed. It still gets fixed. See, when someone like Bob gets to know an inspector, he he's smart. He wants to know what that inspector. That inspector may start nicking things that aren't even code. But Bob wants to be ahead of that before he gets there. And when you get a company that is familiar with the codes and the building department and the inspectors, your job will run smoother. So that is so very important. I want to make sure people out there understand that. Yeah. Valid as heck. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And I tell you what, you and I don't see, Chuck, is we don't see the, um, the home remodeling part of this business slowing down. Any time in the new future. I mean, you, you, some people can guess about housing, which I think it's not a good guess. But as far as the remodeling goes, the reason I'm confident in remodeling or repair in this um, in this state now is just because you can't find people. Okay, right now people are waiting two, three months well, to get their jobs like done. Like you said, you said this. 
you can't replace your house. You sell your house, it's going to cost you more to go replace it, so you're staying there. Right. And in the article, we predict increased value because of those issues and because of the work-at-home professionals. A lot of people are literally, they're not going to work at the kitchen table now. They're going right. to stay home and work, but they want a dedicated office. Right. So Gary's going to be building that space for them. Right. And location is going to be more critical. Daycare. If you're not doing the 45-minute each-way commute where you can stop at 25 minutes down the road and drop off the kids and pick them up at, at 7.30 on the way home, now you're working out of the house. Your daycare's got to be closer. So there's a whole lot of things that are going to drive the uh sustained value of housing i think in good markets again there will be pockets right. that will drop right but even they i think they'll just see a slower rate of gain rather than even a you know a drop well that makes perfect sense and you know what chuck and i will always tell you if if you want to move move but if you can increase or or improve your existing house where you're at that's always going to be i would think you're easy people don't realize how expensive moving is forget the commissions that you pay when you sell and buy a house but just the oh, act of moving is very, very expensive. And, and I would rather stay in my house, watch guys do a project, and and know it's done right, than deal with it. Chuck, if I <laughs> if I never move again in my life, I am happy. I'm with you. But Next we know someone's I probably going to be buying buying a new house soon. What's that? We know someone's probably going to be buying a new house soon. Someone's getting married. Well, you know what I was just thinking? The quality of a company is also uh, almost always based on the quality of the people that run the company. Yes. Yes, you're right. And at Window World, father and son team and daughter run that company fantastically. And they sell you a window that you get a lifetime warranty on, even the glass if you break it. That's why we love Window World. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with the Inside Outside guys on the Saturday morning edition. Oh, my gosh, we're almost done. What happened to the show? <laughs> the show's almost done, Chuck. You got work to do when you get home. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm, never, I'm a work in progress till, I'm, till I take my My daughter said to me the other day, she goes, Dad, you are always doing something. I said, honey, I have to. I have to stay busy. That's, you know, there's certain guys, and well, mostly guys, because that's who I've associated with over the years, because <laughs> women won't talk to me. I mean, that really are that person. Now, there's a difference between being obsessed with having to do something and just always having something that you enjoy doing. I, I think, think I'm more the first. Do you think you're obsessed? Sometimes I am. Yeah. Well, sometimes you are. Sometimes I am. But I don't think, I mean, you can still sit on your patio and right. enjoy the view. You mentioned that to Gary earlier <clears throat> about yeah. about a project when you started. I'm Gary's that a young guy. family man. <laughs> I do that when I mow my lawn. Okay, I'm the guy that starts a project and when I'm done, I go, oh, I like the way that looks. I'll do it with my lawn. I really do. Oh, I do that. Um, sure. So I enjoy doing projects. I will think of yeah. projects. I'll think of yeah, something. I see to do. that as an obsession. Yeah, I think that's I just, a positive quality that'll keep you young at heart for a lot of years. Well, I have to, I can't sit. I mean, after seven or eight, then I can sit. But I got home the other day at 6 30 at night. My wife had dinner waiting for me. Wonderful. But I, when I was done, she went and started doing something. I went outside and started weeding. And I, I have to keep busy. That's, yeah, that's I've historically been that way. I guess I don't see that as an obsession with you, though. I, I uh, or with myself. I just because we are able to go and get away and well, golf or 
play with the kids or whatever, you know. Well, here's kids. the difference. When I was a kid, okay, I hurt I would hurt my back by, you know, playing tackle football or maybe jumping off a roof or or, or doing something stupid. Now I hurt my back by getting out of the car or <laughs> or turning over the wrong way in in, in the bed. In the morning. <laughs> yeah, every time I wake up in the morning. So I've got to be a lot more careful the older I get. So <laughs> I'm not quite as active. Um, let's talk about so, the ahead. basements. I'm just going to yes. say, let's let's make sure people understand. First of all, check your sump pumps, check your crawl spaces, look for active water, see if there's something you can do outside, like Ken and I have talked about, to yeah. redirect it. Yeah. Uh, if you have, if you're one of these people that have no um, block work or no cement between your siding and your um, grass, okay, siding should not go right down to the grass, okay? I want to make sure people understand that. And yeah. if it does... The code is only like eight inches, which still isn't enough. And there are still houses you see where you see that siding all the oh, way yeah. down. The grandfather didn't what, what it may be. But if you do that, that's going to leave so much room for critters. Uh, when I say critters, I mean insects to get in. If there's a way that you can pull some of you, let's say you have a good pitch going away from your house... If you can pull some of that down and, and dig down and not get it so high, we suggest you do that. As long as it won't hold water. Exactly. <clears throat> when you do it. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that water splashing against your siding is there you go. good. Uh, you know, it, it, it encourages rot and, and all kinds of things. If you drive around anywhere, I'd say Metro Detroit because that's what I'm used to. But uh, you drive around, you look a lot of a lot of brick houses, and they have what we call the pillars, which is basically a, a two-foot section on each side. They have a 16-foot door. The garage is 20-foot wide, so each section has a couple of feet uh, of uh, just a brick facing, okay, on each side of the garage door. If your house is older and you have a couple specific brick, a lot of time the brick lower, the first two or three brick off the ground next to the concrete literally deteriorates. Yeah. Just falls apart and goes away. It does. Dust and, to dust. <laughs> and if someone doesn't pay attention to that and get that repaired, eventually the whole thing's going to fall down. The whole thing's going to shift. And when people see that stuff, they think, how do you fix that? That's not fixable. It's a couple brick. How, you know, how do you do that without? It's very fixable. Yeah, very, very fixable. For a professional. For a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same thing with the brick porches. If you see the brick falling apart but your slab's great, before that slab does break, someone can come out there and take that brick out of the front, out of the, the face and put it in and keep your slab. Yep. Yeah, and we got people that can do that for you, so make sure you understand that. We do. Now, it's non-structural, so it's not going to, the house won't collapse. You know, that, that brick tends to be like an, a siding, if you will. And we saw this in some uh, bad neighborhoods in days gone by where people steal the brick. Yeah. Off of, oh, yeah. Off of houses, and the house still stands. But, obviously, water, you mentioned water, water intrusion. Again, if that brick's deteriorating, water's going to get behind it. Then you have problems. So, take a look in your crawl space. You know, if you've never been down there, just grab a flashlight, take a look. See if, the, if there's water in your crawl space, you need to get that taken care of. And don't assume, because you only have an 8-inch crawl, that someone can't take care of it. They can but if you have water in your crawl space, that's making the air you breathe in your house unhealthier. We guarantee it. Yeah, and again, you know, remember, we talked a few weeks, I don't know, however long ago we wrote about this uh, in the paper. The one thing we can control with mold is water. Yeah. We can't control oxygen, heat, light, temperature. We can control water. 
So if you're wet down there, you could have mold covering that frame. I love telling the story the first time we met Joe Gannon, um, the appliance doctor, our buddy Joe Gannon, which is out of Harsons Island. And uh, with John Ream, the uh, late owner of InstaDry. Boy, you are so good with stuff like that. I I remember it now that you say it. I've I've got a memory like a gnat. Um, (laughs) But this house on Harsons Island had about a four or five inch or four or five foot crawl space. And when you went in it, you had to bend over. But once it was done, when they fully, unbelievably, impressively encapsulated this crawl space. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It could be used as storage. Do not use your crawl spaces for storage unless it's like what we just described. Or or your attics. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Maybe we talk a little bit about that tomorrow. Absolutely. Gary Muley, Michigan Remodelers, thank you for coming on with us today. Daniel and Dave, Danielle and Dave back at the studio, thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for everyone to li- for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning between 10 and 1, uh, the, the normal show between 10 and noon, and then we're going to have Serta Pro Painters on from noon to 1 for the bonus hour of the Inside Outside, guys. In the meantime, if you need anything for your house, and we mean anything, Go to TheInsideOutsideGuys.com, The Inside Outside Guys on Facebook. Because from the roof to the basement, the street to the back fence, if you need it, The Inside Outside Guys are here for you today and every day. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.